opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the 15th of March, 2019. I am your co-host, Jason Castingway. We are very pleased to give our Low Vision listeners some attention in this show. Our friends at Microsoft bring us the second in a series of accessibility webinars. Sizing, colors, magnification, and screen reading, you get to learn about all of them from the Accessibility Learning Webinar series, Magnifier, and Low Vision features in Windows 10. Please note that any reference to closed captions do not apply to this recording. They were only available during the live stream. There's a lot of great information here, so sit back and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the February 2019 Accessibility Learning Webinar. My name is Crystal, and I'll be one of your moderators for today. Before I jump into things, I want to make sure I, I list out a, cute, a really important link. Um, for anybody that needs live captions, please go to aka.ms slash webinar captions. That's aka.ms slash webinar captions. So just to get started, I'd like to give a little background to why we're doing these webinars. Um, you know, I work on the Microsoft's Di Disability Answer Desk, and um, you know, we've received a lot of feedback from customers asking for more training on our products. Um, we took this feedback and, and really realized, you know, as a team, that this really lines up with our mission at Microsoft, which is to empower every person and every organization to achieve more. So last month, that's why we launched our first um, accessibility learning webinar series. Uh, and really its, its mission is to empower you with the accessibility knowledge you need to do more. So the structure for our webinars is pretty simple and straightforward. So we'll have about 30, 35 minutes of demo from our, our guest uh, from the engineering team today. Uh, and then after that, we'll have some time for Q&A question and answers. So let me go ahead and turn it over to my co-moderator today, Bernardo, who's going to tell us a little bit about the topics for today. Thank you, Crystal. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, so my name is Bernardo. Uh, I'm really happy and excited to be here. Uh, hello, everyone on the, on the call. Um, so I'm actually a Microsoft employee myself. I work at uh, the Office uh, product marketing team. And today is especially um, exciting for me to be here because um, I'll get to talk about something that I'm very passionate about, um, which is the magnifier at Windows, Windows 10. I am actually a low vision user myself. So on my day-to-day -day basis, I use magnifier a significant amount of time. Um, so this is great to be here. Um, and so today we actually have uh, Jason Greaves from the accessibility um, uh, Windows team to demonstrate these amazing new features that are coming out for low vision and magnifier in Windows 10. 
Um, uh, so it'll be a great session. And by the end of the session, you will be able to understand how to use such features and be more educated on what will be coming up soon, uh, understanding tips, tricks, and just how great they are to improve your life. Um, there will be plenty of time for, for Q&A, uh, so, so no worries. Um, and actually, I'm going to uh, hand it back to Crystal to tell you how you can uh, ask questions throughout the webinar. Crystal? Oh, thanks, Bernardo. Yeah. Um, so if you have questions throughout their webinar, um, definitely start sending those to us. Um, you can send those uh, by email to um, ACCWebinars, W-E-B-I-N-A-R-S, at Microsoft.com. Um, or you're welcome to also uh, send those uh, through Twitter at MSFTEnable. Uh, just add the uh, hashtag accessibility webinar so that we can um, pull those down for the Q&A. Um, so I'm going to stop talking for now, and I'm going to turn it over to our guest, Jason Greaves. All right. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks, Bernardo. Great to be here. So I want to start a little bit with why I'm personally here. So hope you enjoy the baby pictures. Um, I was born with a, a visual acuity loss, so the optic nerve in my eyes didn't really develop all the way. So I have about 2070 in my left eye and about 2200 in my right eye, and that's with correction, with glasses or contacts. I also have light sensitivity. Now, I've had this my whole life. I've had amazing friends, amazing family, teachers that have helped me get to this point in my life. And to be working on this uh, area is just such a blessing. It's so wonderful to be here working with great people. To actually work on the things that I get to use uh, and to help others do it is just, that's what it's all about. So today, we're going to start with really talking about really what Crystal had mentioned, that, that mission that Microsoft has and how we like to think about it on the Windows Accessibility team. And then I'm going to go jump into talking about how we actually think about accessibility inside of Windows. And it's easy for me to jump in and want to get right into those low vision features. But I want to pause and really show you know, some of the feedback we hear is we show a lot of these things at webinars and blog posts and conferences. And what we want to do is talk about how we're making accessibility easier to discover, learn, and use. And so we'll show you a couple examples and ease of access on how we're doing that. And then I'll jump in and I'll talk about all the great low vision improvements we've been making over the past couple years. All right, so let's start with that mission. So Crystal had mentioned our mission at Microsoft is about empowering every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. There's two parts of this mission statement that we really love. The first is the focus on every person. You know, it's easy at Microsoft to kind of get caught up into all the amazing products that we build. And we think about building for so many people, hundreds of millions of people. And when you start to do that, it's easy to kind of start to design for the average. You've got to make sure it works for everyone. And what we've learned is when you're designing for everyone, you're not really designing for anyone specifically. And so Satya challenges us to think differently. Instead, we want to focus on build for one and extend to many. And that is such a great way to think about accessibility. We love to think about building for one person and understanding their problems and their struggles and finding solutions for them. And then the other part of this mission statement that I love is the focus on achieving more. As I mentioned, growing up kind of in the 90s was great. I had technology and people to help me. And it allowed me to get to this point in my life. But I really think we're at a place at Microsoft where we can empower even more people and a new generation of students to achieve even more. And that's why we're excited to be here. 
All right, so let's really start to dive into the content here. Now, I had mentioned we're on this journey to make ease of access, and that's what we call our accessibility features in Windows. We're on a journey to make them easier to discover, learn, and use. And it starts with, how do you find this stuff? And we're learning a lot of you really just search right within Windows. You type it right into that Windows search experience. And what we started to do was look at the things that you're typing and connect you to those goals or those things that you're looking for. So for example, here, as I type the word bigger, you're actually starting to see options on the screen that are allowing you to change the text size to make it bigger or change the mouse pointers or to make everything bigger. So the idea is to help find ways to show you things that you're looking for and make them show right up within the Windows search experience. So let's say we go to one of those options. Uh, in the past, we've actually pretty used some pretty you know, kind of technical jargon, kind of difficult to understand what these settings would be. My favorite example is we introduced a really cool technology called DPI scaling. DPI scaling, and we kind of had these random numbers in there, you know, 96, 144 DPI, and none of that really made sense. In ease of access, we like to use plain language so that when you get to the place that you're looking for, it's really easy to understand what we're showing. In this case, DPI is actually about making everything bigger on the screen. And instead of kind of showing these random values, we can just show you percentages, 100, 200%, right? Make your screen twice as large. So that's another way that we're making ease of access easier is that we use that nice plain language that everyone can understand. And then finally, if you've looked for something and we've gotten you to the right place, we really want to group those settings together so it's really easy to find new things that could be useful for you. For example, here we are on the display page, which when we were doing that previous search, we typed something like bigger text. There's some other great accessibility settings that can help you if you have a visual impairment and you need Windows, uh, if you need it to be easier to see on Windows. Now, we're going to go look at ease of access in detail in a little bit later in the demo, so you'll, you'll get to see a lot of these features in a bit. So those are just a couple of the ways that we like to think about accessibility and ease of access, and that's true for the low vision features as well as all of the other great abilities that we think about within the Windows team. All right, so I think we're ready. I think we're going to jump in and actually talk about the things that we've been building. And to talk about these features, we really like to think about them in kind of four key areas. The first is around making things bigger. This is really just something that a lot of people can actually use. How can we make things bigger, the text bigger, our mouse pointers bigger? Uh, and that's true for a lot of folks with visual impairments, whether or not they actually use magnification software. Another area that we are, are investing in is around color. We want to make color work great for each person. And so we'll talk about one of the great areas that we're working on, which is making the color work well in a dark theme for people that have light sensitivity. And then absolutely, as Bernardo was talking about, we're so excited about making Magnifier great all day, every day for everyone. And the way we like to think about it, kind of in these, uh, these groups, is the things that we can make bigger and easier to see and the color changes that we can make, we actually think that can work hopefully great in those magnification experiences as well. So that's why we kind of think of them in these groups. And then absolutely, finally, we love to think about screen reading because a lot of people with visual impairments also love to use screen readers. And so we've been thinking about how do we make that a better experience. And in the last webinar, Mariah and Jeff did a great job talking about how we're making screen reading easier to learn and use. All right, so let's dive in. Let's talk about bigger. The way that we're going to kind of talk about these four buckets is a little bit of then and now. And I know a lot of folks, especially folks that have been calling in, 
to the Disability Answer Desk and giving feedback on user voice have really been talking about things that we've either been changing or moving or removing. And I want to show ways that we're thinking about how in this kind of new world of Windows 10 that we're thinking about these experiences. And it starts with making things bigger and specifically making text bigger. So in previous versions of Windows, you could actually go in and set the text size of specific elements, things like title bars or icons, uh, menus, these type of things. One of the things that we learned is all this control is great, it didn't actually work everywhere. It only worked in certain places. And so we actually wanted to start to think about how do we make text sizing work great everywhere. And so in Windows 10, we've introduced a new way to make text sizing work everywhere and more consistently. And so I'm going to go ahead and jump over to demo. Now here I am, and I'm actually in Google Chrome, and I'm on a web page. And for what it's worth, I'm on the Virginia Tech homepage, because that's my alma mater. Go Hokies. There's got to be some Hokies out there. Um, right now I'm looking at the page, and the text is really hard for me to see. For me to read this, I have to get really close. Uh, some things that are rough by doing that. First, I'm kind of crunching over, really starting to hurt my back, and I have light sensitivity, and I'm on a page that's really bright, so the closer I'm getting, it's kind of hurting my eyes. So that's the text size, and then this mouse pointer is really small, and we've always had a couple sizes for mouse pointers, but they've never really been large enough for me, and I know for many of you. And so, you know, we want to make these affordances easier to see by making them bigger. So let's go back to one of those things we talked about earlier, which is how would you find something like that? I'm going to go in here and type bigger, and I'm going to type bigger text. And the very first option that comes up says make text size bigger. So I'm going to go ahead and launch that. Now we're back into a place that we saw earlier on a slide where it's actually allowing me to change the text size. It says make text bigger. I'm going to go ahead and adjust the slider here, and the sample size will also get, get larger. Now, I'm going to hit Apply, and what the system is actually doing is changing the text size in many places. For folks that know those classic kind of areas like File Explorer, the desktop, those are getting larger. But what's exciting is it's also making that text size work across the system. So here I am back in Google Chrome, and we were actually partnered with Google and other third parties to make sure this new text sizing feature works consistently across the system. So in places like Start Menu, uh, and Action Center, the text sizes are growing there as well. So here I am back on Google Chrome. I'm able to sit back a little bit more comfortably and read the text about Virginia Tech, of course. But the problem is that mouse pointer is still really hard to find. So as I look in, it's still, there it is. It's kind of small. It's over there right next to the text. So I'm leaning back in, and it's really frustrating and taking longer for me to find. So let's jump back to ease of access. I'd mentioned we really like to group these accessibility settings together to make them you know, useful for you if you don't know that we have things. So on the left-hand side of ease of access, we have our categories. Uh, we like to call them our ability categories. We're in our vision category and currently on the display page. Right underneath that is our cursor and pointer page. Now for folks that may not have seen this, this has actually been changing in some of our new beta versions, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But here, I'm able to change the, new, change the mouse pointer size up to eight times larger. We have 15 sizes. I really like kind of the five or six uh, size, and that one works really well. But again, if I go back into, uh, into Chrome, it's nice that the mouse pointer is larger, but it still gets a little bit lost for me because it's white and black, and I'm on a page that has a lot of white and black. And here, we have a new way to actually change the color. So previously, we had a black and an inverted. 
we have a new way to change the color to some other bright highlight color. So if I choose that fourth option, now the mouse pointer is actually yellow. And it's this really nice, vibrant, vibrant, vibrant bright yellow. There's also a way, if these colors don't work well for you, to pick your own custom color. And so I want to share a quick story uh, of something that really just makes me really happy. Uh, I was at home and uh, was really using this feature because it works great for me. We were at our home computer. And I have a four-year-old son named Tommy. Tommy's favorite color is pink. And so I was you know, using the computer, and he had seen me use the computer quite a bit, but he had never seen this mouse pointer as this yellow. And he said, hey, can you make it pink? And so I was able to go in and choose a pink mouse pointer for Tommy. He loved it. And you know, now anytime I'm using the computer, he forces me to change it back to pink. Now, Tommy doesn't have a visual impairment, but he really liked to be able to make the mouse pointer the color that he loves. And this is what I think is great about accessibility. When it intersects something like personalization, it allows you to make the computer yours. Sometimes that's functionally important for people like me to make it easier to see. And sometimes it's great for people, for kids like Tommy that just love the color pink. All right, I'm gonna stick with my yellow though because it's easiest for me to see. Jump back into Chrome. We've got the text bigger. We've got that mouse pointer, nice, large, and bright. And actually, it's really nice to be sitting here doing the webinar because now it's a little easier for me to use the computer. So let's jump back into the slides and let's talk about those and kind of where they are in which versions of Windows. So we mentioned that text sizing feature. We actually introduced that in the October 2018 update. That is actually available publicly now. So if you have a Windows 10 machine, you can go ahead and get the latest version of Windows. Uh, if you already have it, it'll be right there in ease of access. Now, those mouse pointer and sizes and colors that I talked about, those are in our Insider Builds. It's kind of our beta program. Those are not in the release versions, but they will be coming soon. So keep an eye out. All right, so that was all about making things bigger. Now we talk a little bit about color. And for all of these things, we really are on a journey. And it's really because of you, all of the great feedback that you've been providing through Disability Answer Desk and User Voice that we're able to figure out the right things to work on. And color is one that we know we have to continue to improve. So we actually really want to hear your feedback. If you could let us know over aka.ms slash accessibility feedback, you'll get right to our user voice section and you can tell us what you would really like to see us do with color. But I'm going to talk about one aspect of color that I've been excited about working on and kind of seeing the entire Windows team improve. And specifically, that's our dark mode. So in the past, we really had kind of one option in Windows to make it a little easier to see if you had light sensitivity, and that was high contrast. High contrast is still super useful and a great mode to make it personally yours, but for a lot of folks, they actually want it to still look a little bit better and have it feel like Windows. So one of the things I've been using during this webinar is actually the darker theme. And so as I've been kind of showing it, you know, certain places within Windows actually adhere to that darker theme. Um, you know, even looking down at calendar, looking at things like the Action Center, all of these different places work with this dark theme within Windows. And most recently, within the public version of Windows, that October 2018 update, we actually had the File Explorer go ahead and get adopted with that dark theme. And so I just have a screenshot here showing a bunch of the different places within Windows, as well as a couple apps. I think I have Calculator up there. So places like Calculator, Windows Mail. In fact, Windows Mail just did a great update to make all of their content areas darker as well. So like I said, we know there's still a lot of requests here and places that we can improve and some things that we've changed. We'd love to hear your feedback on how you want to make color better for Windows. 
All right, now we get to the good stuff with magnification. I know this is one that Bernardo's excited about. So for all of us that have been using magnification on Windows for a long time, um, I remember using it on Windows 98. And uh, it was a tool. It was a tool that was useful, but it was awfully hard to use. It used a slice of the screen and, oops, uh, used a little bit of the screen and the text was really pixelated. It was really hard to read. And it really just didn't do a good job following me around. So um, it wasn't a great tool. And we've been working on magnifier for really the past couple years to make it a great magnifier. And I'll never forget when Windows 7 came out, I was actually able to try out that full screen experience and I was actually interviewing with Microsoft. So that beta hadn't come out. So they showed it to me during my interview day. And I was so excited because having full screen magnification be part of Windows uh, was so exciting for me. So that was Windows 7. Within Windows 10, the team has really been doing some great things in Magnifier to make it more usable all day, every day. So let's talk about some of those things and show them. I'm going to jump back to ease of access. And let's talk about, again, kind of how we're trying to make these things a little bit easier. I mentioned we're in that vision category. You know, we worked on the display page. We walked down to cursor and pointers, made those easier to see. The third option is magnifier. Now, one of the things we've been trying to do is really make sure we're bringing options that can work for a lot of people higher up in the pages, as well as kind of further up in the groups. And as I mentioned, the things like text sizing and mouse pointers, we want to make sure those work great in the magnifier as well. So we'll see, we'll turn on magnifier in a minute. But now that we're in the magnifier settings page, I want to go down to a specific area and it's around change the zoom level. And in most versions and previous versions of Windows, you could only change your zoom level increments in 100%. So when you would turn it on, it would start at 200%. If you went to the next zoom increment, it would be 300%. And when again, we got great feedback from the disability answer desk and user feedback and uh, Windows Feedback Hub, where folks were saying, you know, we really need finer grain control so that Windows is, you know, perfect for us and we want to have the zoom level perfect for us. So we've introduced a new way to change your zoom level in increments from 5% all the way up to 400%. Uh, and so when you change these, and I personally like 50%, when you turn on the magnifier, it'll actually increment in 50% increments if you have it at 50. Now, right underneath this, one of the things we are doing is actually putting tips right within our settings experience. So if you're exploring and you want to learn some new keyboard shortcuts or some tips around magnifier, they're directly in here. So right under change zoom increments, we talk about how do you use magnifier with the keyboard and how do you turn it on. And in this case, you can actually use the Windows plus key and the Windows minus key. And as you do that, you'll actually turn it on and you'll be able to zoom in based on those zoom increments. So I'm set at 50. So as I zoom in with Windows and Plus, it'll zoom in in 50% increments. Right under that, we actually have a really cool tip, which is, you know, we heard from users that they would love to be able to change their zoom level with their mouse. So here it says you can press and hold Control and Alt and rotate the wheel on your mouse to zoom in and out. And so that's just another really quick way to be able to use the magnifier and change those zoom levels. So I'm going to go ahead and move a little bit further down. And uh, the option that I just turned off says smooth the edges of images and text. And I'm going to zoom in a little bit further. And for folks that are able to see the screen, as I'm zooming in, you can start to see again that pixelation take effect. Now, that those earlier versions of Windows where it was really pixelated, you know, one of the things we were learning is the more pixelated it is, the more eye fatigue that people can have, the more headaches they can develop, and in some cases, migraines by the end of the day. And so we know having great looking text is a really important thing. 
And so here I'm going to turn smoothing on. And when I do that, what we're trying to do is smooth out a lot of those edges of that pixelation. Now, this helps a little bit, and we know that we need to do even better because this isn't still exactly uh, what people really want. They want really great lossless looking text. So we're on a journey to continue to make that better. And then the last setting that I want to show is really around um, this mouse. It's a, the setting says keep the mouse cursor, and I'm going to change it, and it says currently within the edges of the screen. And that's what folks would normally have. And, uh, if you haven't changed it, the experience you would get with magnifier is as you move the viewport around, we'll actually kind of, as you move the mouse pointer around, we'll move the viewport along with it. So when you get close to an edge, it moves the viewport. Now, as I'm doing this, it can be a little difficult uh, for a couple reasons. First, a lot of things are moving on me here. I've got to move the mouse pointer, the viewport's moving, and in some applications and places on the web, menus are dynamic, you know, videos can be playing, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Another difficulty is, uh, you know, if you have any type of peripheral vision loss or any spots in your vision, kind of locating that mouse pointer can be really difficult. And so we've introduced this new mode, which is actually centering the mouse pointer on the screen. So at this point, the mouse pointer gets to say snapped right there in the middle of the screen. So as I move around, only the viewport is moving behind that mouse pointer. And this is great, again, because now if you have any type of peripheral vision loss, that mouse pointer is right there in the middle, and you can bring the things in that you want to click to actually go right in the middle of the screen. All right, I'm going to jump out of magnifier and go back into that PowerPoint slide and just quickly mention all of the things that I just showed there. So those were things like those um, you know, zoom increments, uh, using it with your uh, mouse, with your, you know, the, the mouse wheel, uh, the ability to keep the mouse centered, those are actually all available publicly today. So those are available in that October 2018 update. So we would love your feedback on those. And then the last section of those four is really about screen reading. And, you know, this is kind of two things to say here. First, uh, the improvements that the team has made to Narrator is just amazing. Uh, it's so much easier to use. And uh, there's so many great new features, like a quick start guide that was introduced in October in 2018. And we've been working to make it great in other applications. And for folks that are low vision, one of the things that we like to do is actually use the magnifier and screen reading together. And so there's actually a way to do this within, within the magnifier and narrator experience. And in fact, we have, it, we have it on by default. We call it, you know, having magnifier follow the narrator cursor. And so the narrator cursor is a blue highlighting rectangle that shows up visually on the screen when narrator is running. So I want to just briefly show you what that experience looks like. So if I'm in the magnifier settings, and I'm kind of near the top, and I'm going to kind of just get near the top of the screen, I'm going to turn on narrator. Settings window. And I'm also going to turn on magnifier. Sign. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell narrator to start reading from here. Link. Make everything on my computer Oops. bigger. Change zoom level. Zoom out. Button. 500%. Zoom in, button, change zoom increments, change zoom increments. All right, I'm going to stop it there because uh, I just wanted to give you kind of a little bit of a taste for what's going on. As narrator is reading and as that blue highlighting rectangle is moving, we're actually moving the magnifier viewport along. So if you have a visual impairment, you're still able to keep your context because what you're actually seeing in the viewport is actually being read out. So this is a mode that is uh, already built in and available today. That's PowerPoint available. Oh, let me turn off narrator. narrator. There we go. 
Uh, and so that mode is available today and uh, is available as of the uh, October 2018 update. And as Mariah and Jeff Bishop mentioned in the last release, we're continuing to make Narrator better, and there's some great improvements coming out in the next release of Windows. So those are the four main areas that we've been investing in for low vision. I think I'm going to turn it back over to our moderators, so let's go to questions and answers. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jason. That was really great. I know um, I'm, I'm personally really excited about when that last demo you just did with the, the screen reader and, and magnifier working together. It's something I've been playing around with, and um, it's really neat to see how those are working together. So thank you so much for the demos. Um, it is time to kind of do a little question and answer. Um, before we jump in, I do want to mention the the link again um, to email your questions. You can go ahead and email those to accwebinars at microsoft.com. Um, you can also send your questions uh, to us through Twitter uh, at msftenable, um, and just include that hashtag accessibility webinar. Um, so very, very cool. We're going to try to get to as many questions as we can. We've already been getting questions in, so that's really awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and um, see what we have here. Um, so it looks like we have a question here. Um, go ahead and um, ask Jason. Um, so uh, it sounds like um, folks are really excited to hear about the built-in features that you demonstrated. And I think there's there's a question here about, are we are you and the team, are we still partnering with our third-party partners that produce assistive technology? Oh, yeah. That's a great question. So, um, you know, we just came back from ATIA, and so we were able to meet some of our great partners there. And in fact, Satya has been talking about how Microsoft is a platform, and Windows is a platform, and it's a platform of choice. And really, I think that's what I love about Windows is the choice that we can provide our end users. Uh, and personally, you know, I've loved using third-party accessibility, and we continue to work with our partners. One of the things that, you know, for the folks that are a little bit more technical, Windows, uh, the, the narrator, screen reader, and the magnifier, the way they actually function is through an accessibility framework called UI Automation. Now, that framework is actually available to all assistive technology vendors to actually go and build AT on top of Windows. And one of the things that we're doing is instead of just kind of making the magnifier and the narrator screen reader work just for specific applications, we're making it work with that UI automation accessibility framework in places like Office and web browsers and within Windows and third-party applications. So that if you want to build a third-party AT, uh, it's a lot easier now because you can actually build it and it'll work in more places. So that's one way that we're working with our third parties uh, and we're continuing to make sure that we uh, invest in the areas that are important to them. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think third parties on Windows is a, is a critical part of our story. Um, great, Jason. Uh, thanks for that answer. Uh, we, appreciate, we appreciate that. Um, I'm going to move on to another question uh, that has been brought in from the audience now. Um, and the question is, why do custom mouse pointer settings, uh, size and color, mm -hmm. um, get reset to their default settings um, when switching between low contrast and normal viewing modes in yeah. Windows 10? Yes, good question. So I, to, to kind of repeat it, uh, the mouse pointers, if you switch to, I think the, I think the person said a low contrast theme, um, and so if you use any of the high contrast themes, we reset the mouse pointer size. 
that's one we've actually been trying to solve as a, we call it a bug. Uh, and it's really thanks to feedback from folks. So what we're doing in, in the newest version is if you're changing your theme, uh, we're gonna retain that mouse pointer size and color. Whereas previously, uh, there were ways to kind of change those mouse pointers and sizes. Um, what we wanna do now is we think about these uh, features that we're building, we like to call them capabilities. And so, you know, what we wanna do is make them independent for now. So if you as a person go in and change your mouse pointer size and you change your mouse pointer color, and then you also go change your theme, we should think of those independently right now. Whereas in the past, we may have tried to tie them together because we thought we knew the right thing to do. Uh, and so for now, we wanna keep them independent as capabilities. So yes, we are, I believe, in the latest beta version, our Windows Insider build, I believe that is fixed. If you turn on high contrast with a new mouse pointer, I believe we've fixed that specific one. But if not, I know it's, I know it's filed and we've got it on our list to fix. Great, great, thanks Jason. Um, I've got another question uh, from the audience um, asking, uh, so when, when is Windows gonna get a better dark mode, uh, something similar to what is available on Mac today? Yeah. So um, Apple introduced a, a really nice uh, dark theme. And you know, one of the things that we've been learning is, is uh, because Windows has so many different pieces and so many different components, it takes a little bit longer for us to kind of get all of that adopted into the dark theme. So uh, I had mentioned you know, in the previous version uh, that's out there today, the October 2018 update, File Explorer team did a great job getting the dark mode adopted in File Explorer. The Windows Mail team just introduced a new dark mode into their content area, which for me is spectacular. Because even though sometimes those menus and different lists will be darker, it's really the content uh, that I need to be darker. So we are making improvements throughout the, throughout the teams. And the teams are excited because they know how important it is, especially to low vision users. And with the way that we build Windows, it very much is kind of this incremental set of updates. So again, if you have uh, if there's places within Windows that you'd like to see the dark theme working better, we'd love to hear that. And again, you can go to aka.ms slash accessibility feedback and just let us know right within user voice that there's certain things that you'd love to see. Uh, fantastic, Jason. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm going to move to another question. Um, and the question is, so you've uh, shown um, and uh, described many amazing experiences and features. Uh, but what are other things that are coming up next that you haven't shown us here today? Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming, Bernardo. We're <laughs> super excited. So, um, you know, to, it's, it's always a little confusing. So the, the public version that's out, that October 2000 update, 2018, is out now. The features that I'm showing today, like those mouse pointer sizes and colors, those are coming out next. And those, again, are available, and I don't have any date to tell you, but they are coming out. Uh, and then our team is already thinking about the next things. Uh, and really, it really comes down to how do we help people? Uh, and what are the things that can help people the most? Uh, and we need your help in doing that. We are learning a lot uh, from the feedback that you're giving already. Uh, if you're a Windows Insider, we have a program called a Quest. So within the Windows Insider, if you go to the Feedback Hub, there are these quests. And so we did a quest on magnifier. We did a quest on those new mouse pointer sizes and colors. And we learned a lot from them. Uh, we love to go to conferences and learn more. So the next version really comes down to us really learning what, what you all want uh, and making sure we're taking that feedback and bringing it in and making the experiences work great for you. So nothing official announced today, but I can tell you we're super excited to continue to invest uh, in the low vision space. Um, 
That, that's really great, Jason. Um, I've got another question here for you. Um, so the magnification features that you demoed today, do those work with JAWS? Um, good question. So the, the magnifier features, they're independent of JAWS. So the, the feature where I kind of showed magnifier following narrator, that mode does not work today with JAWS. Uh, and so that's something that we've actually been talking uh, to them a little bit about, is like, what would that feel like if we actually had uh, the magnifier and JAWS? So no, those modes don't work today, but it's definitely one that if it sounds really interesting, looks interesting, and you love JAWS and you want to try it out with our magnifier, let us know. Let uh, Freedom Scientific know that's an experience that you'd like to try out. Great, Jason. Um, uh, thanks for that. Um, another question from the audience uh, goes goes like this. So someone says, uh, thanks for the demo. Um, and the question is, how do we change the default um, font preference in Windows? The default font, does it say, do they say style or? Default font preference. Font preference. So I suspect they're starting to ask a little bit about um, you know, the, in previous versions, we did allow you to change kind of the font face, or we allowed you to bold it. So today, the feature that I showed is really just about size. You know, previously, we would let you set the font size on specific font elements. Uh, and so today, we don't have a way to actually allow you to change the font face or to bold the text. And we know both of those are important. And one of the things that we're doing is we want to make sure we introduce these features in the right way. Uh, and so first, if those are important to you, please let us know. Every feedback that you provide really helps us know that the things that we had previously uh, that we've moved or removed are important. And so that's a great starting point. The next is we want to make sure when we introduce them, we do it in the right way. Windows has changed quite a bit. And so like with that text sizing feature, uh, we didn't want to just introduce those classic text elements. We wanted to make sure it worked in a lot of places, in places like Office and File Explorer and within our Windows applications. Uh, and so that's how we were able to introduce the sizing feature. And similarly, if we bring back any of the other font customization options, we want to do so in the right way. So absolutely, we want to continue the, the customizations there uh, and bring it on. Thanks. That's good feedback. Awesome. So uh, somebody wrote in asking um, that they are they're currently, I get it's great, they're actually following along with you and, and checking out these cool. features on their machine. Um, but they notice they don't have the the mouse pointer features that you demoed. The, so. new, the mouse pointer sizes and colors? Yeah. Yeah, so this, you know, it's always a little confusing with Windows. Uh, and so the versioning can be a little difficult here. So those, those new sizes and colors, likely what you're seeing there today is three sizes uh, and a black, white, and inverted. And that's what's available publicly. Uh, and so when the next version comes, and you'll, the way you'll know that the next version comes out is because when you do, a, a, it'll pop up a little thing. It says it needs to do an update. And it'll do this whole little sequence of Windows is updating on the screen. And when you log in, it'll do a little bit of like, oh, the, you know, we've made some updates and the world's changing on you. When that happens, that's when you know you have the next version of Windows. Uh, and so that same page that you're looking at now with uh, kind of those classic sizes and colors, uh, that will then be updated. And again, I don't have a date for you in terms of when that will be. Uh, generally, we've been talking about Windows being delivered, you know, twice a year. Uh, and so, you know, kind of thinking about when we release the October version, thinking about, you know, roughly six months, you know, to th thinking about when these new features could be coming out. But I don't have a date to announce today, but definitely keep an eye out and we'll announce it when we can. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Um, so another question here is, um, 
So Microsoft used to have a lot more uh, customization in Windows, uh, like the ability to uh, change uh, change more colors, uh, font face, um, scroll bars, etc. Why was that removed, and are they all um, are they all coming back? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's it's honestly it's a, a little bit of a tough one. So. To kind of unpack the question, you know, we had ability to change a lot more colors, uh, a lot more font customizations, uh, even to kind of change the scroll bars. And so, you know, when we introduced Windows 8, really, even outside of accessibility, in some ways from a personalization point of view, we were trying to make Windows simpler. Uh, and so in making Windows simpler, we removed some pretty important functionality. Uh, and and the, the person mentioned some great ones. And since then, since Windows, when, uh, Windows 8, we've been working to really bring back those settings. And again, the approach is very much, we want to bring them back, uh, especially if they're helping you make Windows easier to see. And we know so many of those things are. Uh, and then uh, we want to bring them back and make sure they work in kind of this new world of Windows, where it's not just kind of those old applications. It's a whole set of new applications on the store. Uh, so the colors, totally fair. There's some, there's some ones that we definitely need to reintroduce. Um, one comment on the scroll bars uh, that I'll go ahead and demo since we're here. Um, there was, you know, we used to allow you to, to customize those scroll bars uh, quite a bit. But one thing that we do have, if we go back into ease of access and we go to display, now the new uh, for folks that are a little bit more, you know, in the know with Microsoft, we've introduced a new Fluent design system. Fluent's kind of the the, the key word. And it, it's really just making Windows uh, great and fresh and, and feel, uh, in some ways, wonderful to use. Um, but for folks with visual impairments, including myself, some of those visual changes uh, don't make it easier for me. And so on the display page, down near the bottom, there's something that says simplify and personalize Windows. And I want to show you a couple of these, specifically one around scroll bars. So right now it says automatically hide scroll bars in Windows. If I turn that off, we'll actually show the scroll bars again. Uh, and so in settings, I'm going to kind of do it once. So uh, right next to my mouse pointer, there's kind of this really thin bar that's really hard for me to see. Uh, and when I turn it off, that, that uh, scroll bar gets a little larger. And so it gets back to kind of uh, its original size. And we know that we could do more. We could allow better customization there. But hopefully that's one way uh, that maybe some folks didn't know that you could make windows easier to see uh, specifically for the scroll bars. And while I'm here, might as well show a couple more. Um, the other one that I really like uh, is uh, basically transparency in Windows. Uh, and so if I have this on, um, I'm gonna, the easiest way is to kind of back up and show something like this. So with transparency, things behind certain elements will actually kind of show through. It'll be kind of transparent, which was a concept that we really introduced in Windows Vista. And we're kind of getting a little bit back towards in our current design. And for me, that transparency can be a little bit hard to see if there's text behind it. And so I can actually go ahead and turn off transparency in Windows so that you know, we get really good contrast. And so with the dark theme, turning off transparency, and then also showing scroll bars, things get a little bit easier to see for me. Uh, and I know we're still on a journey, but would love more feedback if, if folks are interested in more. Thanks, Jason. Um, I've got another question here. Um, this one's about color. Uh, what's your favorite color for the mouse pointer? Oh, good question, yes. So I mentioned my story with Tommy. And um, if I go back to that mouse pointer page, so what we did was we introduced these six highlight colors. 
And we were really trying to figure out, you know, how do we make really good colors that pop on different web pages or different applications? One of our engineers working on this project actually has a PhD related to colors. Uh, and so he knows all about color theory and color science. And so what he did was he did a ton of research. And I didn't understand it, but he was really excited about it. Uh, and so he came up with this really nice, bright, I kind of call it a highlight yellow. Uh, and it shows up beautifully across, uh, across a lot of different places. I like it in dark theme. And even in places when it's not, not on the dark theme, but places on the web, it just really pops. And so that color works in a lot of places, definitely with the mouse pointer. And it changes to the other system pointers that we have as well. So that's my personal favorite. Um, yeah, great, Jason. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'll move to the next question uh, from the audience, which says, is there a um, shortcut to turn on and change uh, background um, and uh, letter color in high contrast in Windows 8 and Windows 10? Are there, are there shortcuts to change background? Yes. Um, I don't think there are shortcuts to change background. Turn on and change background, yeah. So there aren't shortcuts that I know of to change the background. Uh, and I assume by background, we're talking background desktop. Uh, there, there is a shortcut key. It's pretty old school uh, to turn on and off high contrast. Uh, and so if you go into high contrast, uh, you can actually see that in there. But there's not a shortcut key that I know of for background. Um, there, is, uh, there is an option for it. So back into that section where I was talking about simplifying and personalizing windows, the very last option is actually about showing a desktop background image. And so if background images uh, make it a little difficult for you to be able to see, you can turn that off. Um, but there's not, a, there's not a shortcut key that I'm aware of for that. Um, thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Thank you for the question. So yeah, another question is, um, when we do the Zoom, Mm -hmm. um, does it automatically change the screen resolution? Oh, good question. Um, and so when we think about uh, zooming and we think about the magnifier, we actually keep the resolution the same. So the screen resolution remains the same uh, when you're using Windows Magnifier. And maybe to unpack that comment a little bit further, uh, for folks that are wondering, in fact, we have quite a few different ways to make things bigger. So Magnifier is one, it's a great tool. It allows you in Windows to go up to 16 times larger. I had mentioned this text sizing option that we've introduced. Uh, and that one is also very useful because it's actually independent of your hardware capabilities. So regardless if you have a 4K monitor or you have kind of an old school monitor that doesn't support 4K, you can always go up to the maximum. And in the current version of Windows, that max is 225%. Uh, and then one other way, and including resolution, uh, to change to make things bigger is on this display page, which is about changing, like we mentioned, the backend technology is called DPI. So for me personally, um, most of the time, I actually don't use magnification with my vision. I will use magnifier when I'm on a plane and it's really kind of hard and scrunched and I'm using a really small laptop. But I like to use the max of 225 to make my text bigger. And then I change this other option to actually go and use a larger DPI, because I know what that is. But I get to, you know, in this view, I can change it up to 200%, twice as large. So these features, we mentioned grouping them together. Uh, in this case, your text and your make everything bigger are independent. 
Uh, and we did that by design, but we put them together. So for folks that were a little bit more tech savvy, uh, they were able to kind of go, oh, I can control maybe multiple things. And in this case, you know, as you're making everything bigger and you set the text size to be bigger, it actually makes the text bigger significantly more. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a, a nice set of knobs. All of these um, are, are setting changes to make things bigger independent of your resolution. So you don't actually have to change your screen resolution for all three of those technologies. Magnifier that make everything bigger uh, as well as the text sizing options. Those are all independent of screen resolution. Cool. All right, I found another great question here from um, one of our, our audience members out there. Um, they're asking, um, you know, they, they said they are also somebody that has low vision. Um, and they're asking if you have any tips on working with spreadsheets uh, in particular. Oh yeah, good question. So um, this will be a little bit of a, a shout out to uh, someone that we know really well. So Chris McMillan uh, is someone that uses spreadsheets quite a bit. And so he's been really helping us try to make sure, you know, Magnifier is a tool that works great with uh, Excel. And we're on a journey there, but there is one thing that I think is really helpful. Uh, and if you've been using Magnifier for a while, you probably have already done this. A lot of people have, but let's go to that magnifier page. And if I go down to the bottom, in the new version of Windows that isn't out quite yet, um, the things that are checked are um, gonna be a little different than what's on your system. So I'm gonna change it at your current machines, assuming you're not on Windows Insider. This is what you would actually have as your magnifier experience, where magnifier is following the mouse cursor, the keyboard focus, the text insertion point and the narrator cursor, but only the mouse pointer and the narrator cursor are selected. What that means is when I'm actually moving the mouse pointer, it's gonna follow the mouse pointer. And as we saw, narrator will follow, but this keyboard focus and text insertion point are not selected. In this case, if I go ahead and hit press the Windows key, which would generally open up the start menu, which it did, uh, my machine didn't jump to it. You know, the viewport didn't move down there or if I had something like Notepad open and I started typing, the viewport's not moving. And similarly, if I'm in Excel, and we might as well try it. And let's, hope, let's hope the version I'm gonna try works. Um, always fun to do demos on the fly. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and do Excel. And here again, as I'm kind of moving around, notice the viewport's not moving. Uh, and so what we actually wanna do is have those options turned on. So I'm gonna turn these both on, talk about them for a second. Keyboard focus is actually when you do something on your keyboard that shows generally like kind of a, a visual highlight rectangle around it. Or in the case of start menu, when I press it, kind of it jumps down to where the start menu opened up. And then as I arrow around, there's that highlight rectangle. It's white in this case. And as I arrow, the viewport is moving. Similarly, if I jump over, notice I'm using um, Alt-Tab to navigate and it's moving things in viewport. That's all because of the keyboard focus. The other option that I enabled was that text insertion point, which is some people call it the carrot, uh, some people call it the cursor, but it's the blinky guy. It's the guy that's blinking on, the, uh, on things like Word and Notepad. And as I'm typing, notice that it's actually moving. Gives me another good opportunity to type it, go Hokies. Uh, and so the viewport will actually move around as I'm typing. So now for the big test, uh, and this is one that Chris is definitely helping us on because uh, we still have improvements to do here. But as we actually move uh, the arrow keys, notice the viewport is moving within Excel. Uh, and that's because of keyboard focus. And similarly, if you were to start typing uh, in especially the, the bar up top, 
we would start to move the keyboard, uh, excuse me, the text insertion point along into the, what I think they call the formula bar. And there are still a lot of issues here, things like selecting multiple cells um, and doing things with pivot tables where the magnifier doesn't quite work the way you'd want it to. Uh, and so that's just one tip. Turn both of those modes on if you haven't yet. So back to it. Uh, the two features to turn on within magnifier settings to make it work better in Excel is keyboard focus and text insertion point. And if you do have both those on, uh, give us feedback again on where it's not working well, and we'd love to make it better. Good question, though. Thank you. Yeah, th uh, yeah thanks, Jason. So we actually have time for two more questions, uh, and then we're going to be closing the, the webinar. Um, so the uh, second to last question is, uh, can I still change the width of the blinking edit cursor in Windows? Uh, good question. Yes. So, you know, we were mentioning text insertion point there. And uh, if we go back into the display page, excuse me, the cursor and pointer page, um, because it is a cursor, uh, in the, uh, <laughs> this is where it's always funny, in the version that you have, that blinking cursor will be at the top. Um, and in my version, in the version that's coming soon, we've actually put it down to the bottom. And the reason why we've put it down to the bottom is we believe these mouse pointer sizes and colors will actually be more useful to more people. Uh, and so we've kind of adjusted, again, with that thinking that we want to bring things that are more useful to the top. Uh, we've brought those up to the top, and we've, we've pushed that guy down to the bottom. Uh, but in any case, yes, the cursor thickness is available there. And in fact, um, I have mine slightly larger. So for folks that aren't aware, I'm going to turn it back to one. I believe I have Notepad still running. Uh, and so here, the, the blinking uh, cursor is a little bit further down, and it's a really thin line. I'm going to jump it up to be really thick. And if I go back, you'll notice that cursor is actually thicker now. Uh, and so this is one way that we have, uh, this has been around for a long time. Uh, we brought it back into ease of access uh, relatively recently and to make sure it's uh, available. Uh, and so that, that feature is there and it will work in places like Word and definitely you know, anywhere where you would generally see uh, a cursor blinking, it should work there. Good question, thank you. Cool. All right, for the, for the last question for today. You got a softball for me, hopefully, Crystal? It's got to be an easy one, right? I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if it's easy or not. <laughs> I think it's it. more of a request. All right. Um, so uh, will you be adding crosshairs to the mouse pointer to help people with uh, no or little uh, peripheral vision? Oh, good question. Yeah, so, you know, as we made the mouse pointers larger and brighter, we know there are folks that would still love to have additional affordances. Uh, and so thank you for that feedback. Uh, we definitely know that some folks would love to have even additional ways uh, to be able to see that mouse pointer. So we don't have it today and nothing to announce, uh, but thank you very much. Yes, we will uh, add another tick for someone that would love it. And please do, again, go and put that on user voice. So it's great to hear it here in the webinar, and we will definitely take a note. Um, but if you can go and go into the user voice, aka.ms slash accessibility feedback, uh, you know, your, your voice really matters there. And having real quotes on why you want something how it would make your life easier is great for me as a program manager to show you know, what's important to you. So thank you. Fantastic. Um, well, that is all the time we have for, for questions. Uh, thanks, Jason, for providing uh, the, all that information. Very, very useful and helpful. Um, I, I just for information, if you did not get a chance uh, to ask the questions, um, please contact um, Disability Answer Desk at aka.ms backslash disability answer desk or reach out to us on Twitter at msft enable.
Um, additionally, um, to learn more, check out microsoft.com slash accessibility. Um, and if you want to become a Windows insider, please go into insider.windows.com um, backslash. And then as it was mentioned uh, a few times throughout the webinar, if you want to provide feedback, uh, please go um, again to at MSFT enable on Twitter um, or go to aka.ms backslash accessibility um, feedback. And then there is always the uh, DAD, uh, Disability Answer Desk, uh, that can be used via phone, chat, or American uh, Sign Language. Um, and again, that website is aka.ms backslash disability answer desk. And now I will ha hand it over to Crystal, who will uh, say some closing remarks because before we wrap up the webinar. Yeah, thank you so much for those great res resources, Bernardo. And, and thanks to Jason for being here today. Um, and thank you to all of you for joining us. Um, I love all the questions that have come in. Um, you know, I know we didn't get to everything, and you can definitely reach out to the Disability Answer Desk, but really want to thank you all for your feedback and for the questions. Um, we will be sending out um, a short survey, and that is to get more feedback, hopefully, from you um, about these webinars. Um, we do read that feedback, and we are going to continue to make these even better. Um, you know, our goal is to improve it and make it the best experience for you. So please give us feedback when you get that survey. Um, and, and I want to also point out, um, if, you, if you're looking for schedules, want to know what the next webinar is coming up, uh, definitely visit our page. You can get there at aka.ms slash accessibility webinars. Um, and definitely look out. We've got one coming in March, um, March 20th, actually that is gonna focus on office this time around. So we're gonna dive into uh, changes that have gone into the new uh, ribbon in office. So that'll be pretty interesting. Um, so please join us for that and have a great one. Thanks. Thank you. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can tune in by going to acbradio.org mainstream, use ACB link for Android and iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 712-775-4808. If you have comments, suggestions, or a recording of your own you'd like us to consider, please email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also reach us on Twitter at Main Menu. Please note that airing of any submission is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. We're glad you could listen, and we look forward to being with you next time. Mm -hmm.